Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the 95 Adventure Podcast. Couple of things to get out of the way, and that is my sponsors, non sponsors, the people I believe in that do great work that I support. So I blast them out on this thing, and that is RK Mobile RV Repair. If you're in the oil field and that's your living quarters, uh, any sort of mobile RV, camper, you name it, whatever it is, they can come out and fix any issues that you're having. So if you've got a leak, a water leak somewhere, uh, the windows aren't doing good, the heater's not working, the air conditioner's not working, just name a problem. They come to you if you're in the Austin, Dallas, Houston area. Go check them out on their website. Give them a call. Let them know 95 Adventures sent you. They can come out and take care of all of it and make you a happy camper. You see what I did there? Good dad joke to start off uh, this intro. Anyway, go check them out. Also, got to mention Sealite, S-E-E-L-I-T-E on Instagram and their website as well. They do all sorts of custom lighting. Mainly, they started out doing duck boats and they moved on to four-wheelers and cars, trucks, SUVs. Anything that you want lights for, he can create, custom fabricate, a light bar, you name it. They they do great work. He's very meticulous and he's very proud of what he does. He's been on the Outdoor Channel rigging duck boats for some of the most famous hunters so go by their website go by their instagram let them know that i sent you as well or that nine five adventures sent you and uh buy some lights from them because they're good people now that was it for my um sponsors and non-sponsors i guess you want to say but people i support so moving on to this episode with laura lee smith She's a realtor in College Station, Texas. She has a tremendous weight loss story. Uh, She surrounds herself with positive people, and she embodies the PMA as much as anybody, and that is positive mental attitude. I I don't want to say too much more in this. You're going to have to listen to Laura Lee tell her own story to you, and she does it so very well. So um, don't forget after the podcast to rate and review let me know what you think good or bad i don't care hopefully it's all good i need all the five star ratings i can get so i mean that may sound like begging i don't care it doesn't matter uh just it's very important it helps out the podcast helps me out and know what you think so rate and review it give me the five stars give me the one star whatever you want so uh whatever your honest opinion is of the show that being all said i don't want to delay this any further please enjoy and welcome laura lee smith just like that, we're recording now. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> or at least a little nervous, as most people are when we start doing the podcast. But um, anyway, we'll get, I guess we'll get right into it. Sounds uh, good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you always lived here in College Station? Uh, I would say for like the most majority of my life, um, in and out of College Station since I was probably five years old. My parents grew up in Hearn, which is about 20 minutes away from here. Okay. And so I feel like College Station's kind of always been my center, whether we were living in Normandy, which is about 45 minutes from here. Or... Oh, you lived in Normandy? Yeah, I lived in Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very proud of that. And when I tell my in-laws that, they're like, don't tell people that. <laughs> but <laughs> Really, I think the only thing in Normandy is the tractor sales place. Yeah, the J5 tractor. Yeah. And I mean, they had a good school and I met like really good friends. But I think like back in like the early 2000s when I was like going to school there, Normandy was like, an like a really good school and i enjoyed going to school there and like it's gotten a little bit worse as like time goes on but uh i honestly I, didn't know they had a school oh yeah like yeah well i, I still, drive through there all the time and i didn't know they had a school. <laughs> yeah so they have a school and it's like um like a, a school i feel like it's like six thousand square feet for kindergarten through 12th grade <laughs> and um and there's like all these like little communities that like go to school there um it's just like funny, but we actually didn't live in Normandy. We lived in Hilltop Lakes, which is like a senior living. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But retirement community. My grandparents lived there, and so my mom wanted to live there um, while they were living there, while they were getting older and things like that. So then we just went to school in Normandy, but only for four years, and then went to Bryan Schools and then College Station from sixth grade all the way until I graduated high school. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, okay. it works so out. So you've pretty much been in the area the whole time then. Oh, yeah. yeah you never and my mom has been selling real estate in College Station since 1996, I think. Holy cow. So even when we were living in like Hilltop Lakes and Norman G, she was driving to work and selling real estate in Bryan College Station here for, I mean, that's what, 22 years now? Three! 2019! Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a long time. That's a long time to be doing any profession. 
I think she likes it um, a whole lot, and uh, that's kind of how I got it started into real estate. Um, my mom sold real estate in college. I was doing really well in college, but like I wasn't happy, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I was studying animal science, and then I changed my major to ag leadership, and then I changed my major to communications, and then I changed my major to marketing, and like finally my mom was like, I cannot pay for school <laughs> any longer. Like You need to figure out what Laura Lee wants to do, and like what's going to make Laura Lee happy, and I was like... I want to talk to people all day long. I do not want to work eight to five. Like I want to be able to work when I want to work. I want to kind of make my own schedule. And she was like, um, do you want to come be my assistant? And I was like, uh, sure. I did. I was so, I kind of started working for her a little bit, a couple days a week, still going to school. Cause it was like in the middle of the semester when we had this conversation. And then at the end of that semester, um, it was May, and she was, I was like, I'm going to sell real estate, and I'm going to be a darn good real estate agent. And she was like, do it. And so in July of 2015, I got my real estate license, and I've been selling real estate ever since. And uh, it, it was a career meant for me. Like, I say, um, like, God, like, works in your life. So, like, even when you don't think he's there, and I was like, when I left school to become a real estate agent, I was like, this is what I was called to do. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I wake up excited to go to work every day, and I'm so fortunate to be able to say that because I hardly anyone I know is like, I cannot wait to be at work today. And I, like, I literally, I love my job. And the best part is, is uh, my husband, Luke, is a land surveyor, and he goes to conventions and conferences, and I can pick up and go with him if I want to and don't have to worry about paid time off or taking vacation days or anything like that. And I, we get to go and travel a little bit and go do all kinds of fun things. So, I don't know. I really enjoy my job. So. Yeah. No, that's not – it's nice. I and mean, from what I gather from real estate, like working in that business is – I mean, you you only get – you get paid for – what you do. Yeah, absolutely. There's no salary. There's no anything like that with most people, is there? It's right. No, it's commissions only. Commission only. And so you sell a house. You get you a paycheck. Go, you know, yeah. you can take whatever time off you want, but you're not getting paid. doesn't matter. Right. Like it, you only get paid for what you're, you know, what you're bringing in. Absolutely. And I mean, that's kind of like, that's what's so rewarding to me. It's like, I am a very competitive person. And, um, and like, I haven't always been a very competitive person. It just kind of like happened, like as I got into college and then now, especially in this job field, um, and then like working out at Salt Off CrossFit. Um, but like if I don't go to work and then, so the way like, I feel like our money works is like, if you don't work in December, you're going to be poor in January because everything usually takes about 30 days to close on a loan. And so like, in October, we went on a two-week vacation, and so, like, my November was a lot slower than, like, I had predicted it to be, but you can't be mad at anyone but yourself because you did it to yourself. You didn't – you took that two-week vacation, which we thoroughly enjoyed, <laughs> um, but I, like, my November was slower, and so it's, like, all, a lot of, like, okay, I'm going to make sure August and September and October are, like, really good months so that, like, we can afford to go on this vacation and me not work for two weeks because even though – Luke was getting paid time off. I wasn't. Yeah. But that's, and that's what makes it so rewarding because when I sell a house, it was like my own work ethic, work ethic that, you know, made it happen. Um, that's, I think oh, that's, yeah. yeah. It's like the part of the process and you're like, you feel uh, there's a sense of reward. I call it the hustle. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter like whether, what it is in life, you know, whether you want to take it from a rap song or right. whatever you want to do or hip hop culture. <laughs> but the hustle is a real thing. I've done a commission only job before. Uh -huh. So I know how rewarding it is to hit that home run. You're like, oh, that was amazing. It makes everything that you did before that worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think yeah. I call it my grind time. So like, <laughs> looks like, what are you doing? Like it's nine o'clock at the nine o'clock at night and I'm still at the office working or it's seven 30 on a Saturday evening and I'm showing. Um, and I'm like, grind time, baby, grind time. Like I just, I have to like, I have to work to make my money and I'm very proud of what I do. And, you know, most people, they work eight to five jobs. And so, like, they're only available to look at houses or talk about selling their house after five o'clock. Yes. And so, um, like, so that's, people see me, I run into this a lot. Like, people see me at the gym at, like, 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning. And they're like, why aren't you at work? And I'm like, well, I have to work until 9 o'clock tonight. So, like, I've got to do my me time now. Um, and so, it's like, it's a lot of, like, when you're self-employed, structuring and planning and, like, being okay with, like, okay, I know that I'm going to have to work all day on Saturday. So, like, Monday, I need this day to, like, think about Laura Lee and, like, go get my hair done or, like, go do my grocery <laughs> shopping or whatever it may be because on Saturday I put in a 14-hour day 
and I don't have to, I didn't have time on the weekend when most people do. And so I feel like it's, it's my job's a lot of like learning, but it's really rewarding because I get to make my own schedule and not a lot of people get to say that. And I'm, I'm so fortunate. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine sitting behind a desk. I did two months as an assistant, um, <laughs> working for my mom and she was like out running the roads and like selling a lot of real estate. And I was like, I cannot do this any longer. Like I'm so ADD and ADHD. And so I just, I couldn't do it, but well, I, how is it selling real estate in the same town as your mom? Um, so it's kind of it's kind of been wonderful. Um, my mom is like I said, she's been selling real estate since '96, so she's been doing it 20 years. She's got so much experience, um, and she kind of when I started selling real estate, she was very very helpful. She's like, let me sit down and tell you how to do this the right way because I don't want you to mess up because one mess up can cause you you know a lot of damage to your business. And so um, my mom doesn't really sell real estate anymore. She owns the brokerage that I work at, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. And so she's kind of like digressed from selling real estate. Um, and she's just like stepped into like more of an owner broker field. Gotcha. And so she's done that. She's been able to do that since I started selling real estate because I've been able to like pick up her slack and help her out a little bit. And so, um, but the first couple years, I mean, she was right there beside me and we kind of like branded ourselves as... Um, you know, two generations of real estate, 20 years of combined experience, um, timeless tradition, innovative ideas, because she's got, you know, all the experience. And then I've got the technology and the backing of all the new things that are coming to real estate. And so we did that for a few years. And then now, um, mainly, it's just a one-man operation. She does, she stepped into that owner position, which I think she's really enjoying, because I think she got burnt out. After 20-some years, is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you're raising two kids, um, you know, almost by yourself, and so it just kind of worked out really well for her that I was able to start selling real estate and she kind of was able to take a breather. And I don't think she's done forever, but I think at least for the next year or two, she's just going to con continue to breathe. And so that's been really exciting for her to be able to travel and go do things she's never been able to do. So now I look, I just briefly looked into it because I had a really good friend I played softball with into selling real estate. <clears throat> and at this time, you know, I've got to support kids and everything, so um, I'm asking them about it, and because I'm in a commission-only job at the mm -hmm. time, I'm like, man, this is when was like, this? Uh, this is man, a long time ago. I was in my twenties. I'm just <laughs> trying to get an idea. Early twenties, but I, I got it. Uh, I guess it was somewhere around 25. Or okay. So, 23 to 25, and I asked him about maybe wanting to, you know sell homes mm -hmm. like because he did really well and he was like are you are you you okay with not bringing in money for like the first three or four years that you're doing it and like living in your parents house or something and i was like whoa that's like that was a reality check because that was the only income and it was like what i can't really do that yeah at all so i don't know if you can take us through that process Absolutely. With you of how hard it got like was for you to get started the struggles. I mean, you had a yeah. leg up on most people, so oh, thankfully, you know, because your mom and being in there, I know that from being in the food with my with my dad. Uh -huh. You know, being in the food industry, I had a leg up on people to start with. Right. No matter where I went in the industry, I had a leg up because I knew the business. So, your situation, what was it like? Like the first couple of years, and when did you really start to bring in an income off yeah, of that real estate? Stuff? Absolutely. So I think my first year in real estate, um, like just being vulnerable with y'all, I made like $20,000, which um, I was making. So the, before that, I was a dental assistant um, at Dr. Watson Orthodontics here in Brighton College Station. And I was doing that for about, while well, I was going to college part-time, and I was bringing home more working part-time <laughs> as a dental assistant for Dr. Watson than I did my first entire year of real estate. Um, and so, like, I'm thankful that, like, my mom um, instilled in me, like, good bones of, like, saving money and being very budget conscious and, like, not going haywire just because I was 19 and crazy. Um, and so what, like I, what I did during that time of working for at the orthodontics office is like, I would live on 50% of my paycheck, even though 50% wasn't a whole lot. I made it work. I had a good, I had a couple good roommates who, um, helped pay the bills around the house. And, um, so like I was able to like put back a good chunk of money, um, during this time. And so when I went into my first year of real estate, I was able to like really invest all that money into uh, my business and I was dating Luke at the time we weren't married yet and I was like I've got this money what do I do with it and he was like you need if you want to do this for the rest of your life 
it needs to go to your business now. And I mean, so I just started branding myself. I started doing all the marketing. I was doing, you know, all the late nights. I think at my first year of real estate, I probably six days a week was working 16 plus hours a day, like every day. Like I wanted, I wanted this to work for me because it sounded like so much fun and it was such a rewarding career. And it, I got to talk to people all day long. Um, and so my first year of real estate, I just spent all that savings that um, I had for, from like my jobs in high school and all of that and invested in my business. And then after that second year, I quadrupled my income. Like So that. in two years, you quadrupled yeah. the income. And so, That's awesome. And I mean, it just, like, before taxes. And so it just, I couldn't believe it. And so if you have, I would say to anyone who's aspiring to be in real estate, it is a rewarding career and it is a lot of fun. Um, and realtors get a bad rap. People think that we drive Mercedes and drink martinis and <laughs> like life is just wonderful. Yeah. And I promise you it is wonderful, but we also work really hard. And I think anyone can be successful in real estate if you have a good work ethic. Um, if you're willing to put in those 16-hour days, it doesn't have to be 16, at least 12 hours a day. I feel like you would do, be so successful even when you don't have clients, it's preparing for like when you do have clients. So like that first year of real estate, I was building my brand. I made all of my listing presentations. I did my buyer's presentation. I did all of my marketing. And so now that I am so busy, I can't handle it. Um, I've got all that stuff already prepared and made and all I have to do is copy and paste and edit um, and put the new house address or the new buyer's name or whatever and then put it in a folder and it's done. I don't you have to like- do it yourself. Right, yes. Yeah. And so I don't have to like worry about um, all of that. And I do have like a marketing assistant. She works for me like 15 hours a week. And she like creates like my social media posts and Instagram and things like that. Um, and then she does helps me with my open houses and stuff like that. But other than that, it's like a one-man operation. Do you pay um, her out of your income? Uh -huh. or does, okay. So okay. like I pay her like hourly and I have a set amount of hours. She works 15 hours a week. And I told her like when I hired her, I was like, I need a girl Friday. And what a girl Friday <laughs> is, is like, I'm serious. So I was like, if I don't have time to go get Luke starch jeans, like you have to go to the cleaners and pick up Luke starch jeans. And I think like, and it sounds so crazy um, that like someone needs this much help, but I, like if I didn't, it was worth it to me to pay her the $200 a week or whatever it is um, to be able to like go home and spend time with my husband and cook a dinner and not have to go out to eat because I didn't have time or um, like have groceries when I got home. And she's like really helped my business so much. Um, not from like a real estate aspect, I would say, but just like from like a <sighs> aspect, like I can yeah. breathe and like do a few things and um when I was hiring her, like I talked to Luke a lot about it and he was like, you need the help. Why not do it? Like we, you have the money in your, like Mark in your business budget to do it. So hire somebody. And so she's kind of my girlfriend. She does it all. She passes out marketing materials to my neighborhood. She makes Instagram posts. She does my grocery shopping. Sometimes she, uh, you know, helps me write out marketing material. Like she does all kinds of stuff. And so I've really appreciated her help during this time. But I would say for anyone starting real estate, I would say have a nest egg. It can be $5,000. It can be $50,000. Just like have this nest egg and budget it out like immediately when you start in real estate. And I, I did save a little bit of money back in case it didn't work out. I could be able to pay my bills for a couple months. <laughs> yeah. But um, like budget it, budget out your nest egg and figure out what where's this money going to be most beneficial to you. Um, and so like I really enjoy working with first-time home buyers. Um, and so I feel like that's where like I tried to put my niche in when I started real estate. Um, so I invested a lot of money into like buyer seminars and things like that. Um, and then be like, talk to people about their life, not about real estate. And then the real estate just comes. Um, I like that yeah. point because I sell, I sold most of my food, most of the stuff that I do now, uh, as a job, I sell it mostly by not even talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just show up and talk to the person. Because, uh, and even my boss, will t he tells me all the time, like, you're genuinely is in interested in people. Yeah. Like, you have this weird fascination with people's, like, what they do and their hobbies. And that's and why you're so good at the whatever. podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good yet. <laughs> no, and that's, that's yet to be seen, but it's like, it's, it, it's something I'm genuinely interested in. <clears throat> but it seems to work out good for a sales a I sales think person. so. And, like, I genuinely do care. Um, and so, like, when I started at Salt Off CrossFit, like, I didn't start... 
sold off CrossFit to like make more clients. I started sold off CrossFit to make myself healthier. Um, but like the clients came because I wanted to talk to people about working out and then they're like, well, what do you do? And they're like, what, do, well, what do you do? And blah, blah, blah. And then like, before you know it, I've gotten, you know, like three sales from sold off CrossFit just from going to the gym and doing something I love. <laughs> and so it's like, I have a lot of friends in the business who are like, well, I'm going to join junior league because I think it'll get me, you know, more clients and this, that, and the other. And I was like, mm. but do you really want to be in junior league? And yeah, probably not. so, um, and maybe they no do, and maybe they, league, yeah, but, no, absolutely. But, yeah. but maybe they do want to be in junior league, but I, I mean, that's not, that's not, not my cup of tea. It's just like if I joined the knitting club, like I would not have any fun. It's kind of like, like you pay for friends at those yeah. places. I mean, in, in my view, I, yeah. I don't want to slam any, anybody in junior league or anything. Cause I mean, if that's your thing and it does a lot of good, then that's great. Oh, but absolutely. I it, feel like you make more connection with people when you're actually doing the things you like to do and you want to be there. Right. So. Like, not wanting to be there, but doing it purely as just a business avenue. And it's not going to be any fun for not, anyone. You're not going to be yourself anyway. You're not going to be relaxed, and you're not going to talk to them. That sort of, like, right. I can see where that, like, you have to go through avenues. And, yes, yeah, some of the stuff is work, but you have to go through avenues you enjoy right as well if you're going to spend your off time doing it absolutely and it pays off um a lady that i look up to in real estate her name is kathy mayfield she's been selling real estate for 45 years in brian claude station texas can you believe it um she's 78 and is still selling real estate can you all believe it i've been alive i know but i mean she's wonderful and i mean at the like in her prime i would say like in her 30s 40s 50s like she was doing 25 plus million dollars of real estate a year like that is unbelievable heard of like we can do quick math that is unheard of and so um like i aspire to like be like her um just like her work ethic and things like that along the lines of like selling real estate and she's been doing this club called newcomers since as long as i've known her and i've known her since of a little baby and um i shot I was talking to her a couple weeks ago, and I was like, where does your business come from? She's like, newcomers. And I was like, how? She's 50% of her business comes from this club that she's been doing for 20 years because she loves it. (laughs) And she invests her time in it because she wants to be there, and she loves to be there. And the business just follows. Um, And so, like, that's, I guess, another little tidbit of advice. Like, find something you (laughs) love, and the business will follow. Um, Well, kind of, like, your mindset in in, in your real estate, just hearing the story, like, okay, you knew at this point, and, and there's a couple things I want to get to in what you said, because it, it's a real good point to make for everybody, um, that, and they can learn from it, at least. I mean, I just picked it up right now, but the, the first one is, your, like, the transition between the thing that you love to do and the sawed-off CrossFit, and mm-hmm. then the real estate is your mindset's the same towards everything you do in your life, it seems like, with, you know, putting that money towards there and being patient enough and keep grinding your little yeah. grind time, as you call it, <laughs> your grind time to make $20,000 a year. It's tempting for people not to be that patient to wait a year and go back to the dental assistant job. Yeah. It's very tempting for them, but you didn't do that. You kept doing it and now you're reaping the benefits of all your hard work. Right. So it's the same way with your fitness journey. Uh-huh. And if anybody go to her Instagram when we're done, she's going <laughs> to let you know. You can see the side by side picture and it really is. It really is inspiring to see. Thanks. Like, and watching you in the gym, just you're more inspiring than the top athletes to me. And that's Thank you. that's the way it is for you know guys like Travis or anybody. You see them come in and they just put their head down and they work hard. And all the quick fix, like lose weight fast things, and they don't all work. The, the fast tracks. When you do it this way, you keep it and you you create a mind, you create a habit, and then it stays off. Absolutely. And so you can kind of explain a little bit about your, like, walking in the door for the first time, if you had struggles before you walked in there. Absolutely. You know, in between your college time where you said you worked out a lot versus yeah. then. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was in college, like, I was working out at Piranha Fitness. It's like a little cycling gym here in College Station. Um, and I was single, and I liked working out there. And then I quit working out there. I can't remember why. Um, I think I... No, I, I, anyways, I quit working out there for some reason. And, um, so I'd put on probably five or 10 pounds, not a big deal. Um, and then I met Luke in July of 2015. So it's all Luke's fault. No, it's not all Luke's (laughs) fault. But like, I, like, I feel like I invested so much of my college time into like boys and I met Luke and he was a man. And if you see my husband, he is six, four and country and like 
a living, breathing example of like what I could have ever wanted in my life. And he's I had, an and I had no idea I even wanted him, but he like yeah. showed up. I feel like he like showed up at my door and I was like, ah. I could actually <laughs> see that happening. Like him just knocking at the door and just being there. Uh, well, <laughs> I know. Well, we met. Um, okay, so we met at the Lake Bryan Ice House, and I was with my best friend Shay, and um, we were roommates at the time. We lived together for five years, um, and I saw him like across the room. At the, we were at a, like a little concert, and I was like, "Oh my God, Shay! I think I just saw the man of my dreams." Oh, that's. Funny. <laughs> and she was like, um, "She's like, Lorley, I think he's like twelve because he had like no <laughs> facial hair at the time, and he was wearing like Oakley camo Oakley sunglasses and like." Luke, like, wears T-shirts and jeans and work boots everywhere he goes, just about, unless we're going out to eat or dancing. And so, Luke, she was like, I think he's 12. And I was like, I'm going to go ask him. And um, so, thanks to a couple cold beers, I had the guts to go ask him. And I was like, my friend thinks that you're 12. How old are you? And he was like, 25. And I was like, <laughs> oh, good. You're in my age range. <laughs> and, like, that's, like, immediately what Laurelie thought. And I was like, you are so good looking. Like Did you right, say that out loud? yes, right out like a blah, like right out of my mouth, and he was like, uh, "I've never met you before in my life," and I was like, "I'm Lorley, nice to meet you." And he was like, "I'm Luke," and um, before you know it, like we spent the whole evening together, like it's two thirty in the morning, and I'm like, I feel like I'm in love, and so like I fell like steadfast, super hard, like I did all that and so we he took me on a date a couple days later and um before you know it like I it's like two months later and I'm like coming home to Shay and I'm like I love this guy so much (laughs) and so like the pounds just started coming like when you're so happy and you're not working out and you're not like you're going on a lot of dates and you're going and doing fun things I mean ice cream and Luke okay so I didn't say Luke is 6'4 and 150 pounds soaking wet yeah so like he's rail he's tiny tiny um and so like and he eats like a grown man like 10 chicken fried steaks and he's still hungry and I'm like what a grown man child yeah like a grown man child so I and so like we were going out to eat and like Luke's eating whatever he wants and not gaining any weight and I just automatically assume that I'm eating whatever I want and I'm not gaining any weight and like and he's so sympathetic and sweet like never mentioned anything to me and so like we're still dating and still dating it's been six months you know I've met his family he's met my family um and then before you know it it's March of 2016 and um, I think that's the right date. It might be 17. Right. No, it's 16. Okay. So it's like March of 2016. And um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I look down and I've gained, you know, 60 pounds. And I'm like, how did this happen? And Luke's like, well, I mean, you've been buying new clothes, darling. And like, like trying to say this in like the sweetest way. In the nicest way uh-huh. possible. And so like at the time, like, so like I do, like I wanted to um, like have this mindset of, uh, I'm going to do this the right way instead of like, I'm going to quit eating or like, I'm going to like starve myself. And so in March, I was like the advice of Shay Williams. who's like my closest friend, um, regional games athlete, like very into CrossFit. Um, I like sought after her advice. And then, so she like helped me with like some key points of like dieting and like cutting calories and doing things like that. And then that following May, um, at Salt Off CrossFit, I was, she had gone to Salt Off. A lot of my friends, um, your wife Kim goes, and I've known Kim forever. And so I said, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. And I went, walked in the door, and I signed a membership that day, and I haven't left. Um, and it's not like, and, and then it became like easy and fun. It's something I look forward to. In those first eight months, I if there that gym was open and they had a workout, I didn't miss. <laughs> like I went every day for eight months and I was so proud of that. And like I remember we were going on vacation for a week and I was like, I don't want to go on vacation because I don't want to mess up the streak because I don't want to mess up. Like I'm not come back. Luke's like, you've been doing this for so long. You've got this. And like that first eight months, like 20 pounds done off. Like nobody's business and I was like very motivating like my clothes started looking better I started getting smaller and like all the things that like working out makes you do but like during this time like I didn't realize like how my mind had changed so much like I all I was seeing is like I've lost a bunch of weight I do CrossFit now I'm cool I have a lot of (laughs) friends like like, seriously I'm serious I'm being super honest and so like now I'm yeah I'm part of the sleep club like I go to work and people are like, you do CrossFit? And I'm like, I do CrossFit. And so, like, and so I, like, was really enjoying, like, my time. And then the weight quit coming off. 
and I think I'd lost like 31 pounds or something like that. And then it was like the weight stopped coming off. And I think that like you plateau in any fitness journey. And so like I sought after the advice of Callie Wood, who is um, a nutritionist. No, I'm lying. Backtrack. I sought out the advice of like a, like a meal tracker program, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And then... I just didn't like it. Like, you were still eating. Like, so at the time, I was eating, like, 1,200 calories a day, which do not do. Like, everyone should eat, at least eat 1,600, I think. No, very true. <laughs> it's a good point that she's but... making. A lot of people think you have to eat so much less to lose the weight and get it off faster. And your body needs the fuel to... Your yeah. body needs it to, to, to work out. And to, and to keep burning. It puts it in a different place. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, I was eating at the time, like, when I was doing, like, self... I guess self-dieting and... And then working out at CrossFit, I was eating, like, 1,200 calories a day, and then, like, the weight came off, and then it stopped. And then I, like, sought out the advice of, like, someone else, um, and they upped my calories to, I think, like, 1,400. Still, nothing was happening. Like, I'm starving myself and my, like, what I think. And so, um, then I, that happened for about a month, and then Callie got her precision nutrition training, and I was like, I'm in. Callie Wood um, does CrossFit at Salt Off CrossFit. Um, she does all the things with nutrition. She started, she like took control of my nutrition and I started eating, I think I started at like 2,400 calories a day. <laughs> like, can, like, so you go like, I'm doubling what I used to eat. And then like, that's when the weight just started like, boom, boom, boom. I lost like 10 pounds from eating twice as much food. Um, and at the time I'm, I'm still doing my two a days. And so like, I think that that's kind of where all that happened. So like, Total, I've lost, like, 54 pounds. I'm, like, still doing nutrition with Callie and still working out at Salt Off CrossFit. But going back to, like, what I said a minute ago about mindset, during all this time, like, I was so focused um, up until, I think, about four or five months ago, um, so focused on the number on the scale. And it's so bad to, like, only think about that. Um, I was thinking, so I kind of dug into... I know this sounds kind of cheesy, like my soul and figured out like what makes Laura Lee happy. And I realized like, I don't like to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go to the gym. (laughs) And like, I was making myself do that. Like I am not a morning person. Like if I can sleep until eight, like I am doing good. You're not making videos like the rock. (laughs) Oh no. Or like Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) You can do it. Yeah, you can do it. (laughs) Um, But so like, I like really dug into my soul and it's like, what makes me happy is like, I do the competitive programming at Salt Off CrossFit, and I started doing that after the Open in 2000, last year, 2018 Open, and, um, like, that makes me happy, like, working on, like, individualized strength and, like, really honing in on, like, um, my weaknesses, because I have a lot of weaknesses in the gym, and, like, it's occurring to me every day. Like, yesterday, I just did a wad, and I was like, I can so do toast bar. Like, I've got, like, this in the bag, Right. No, when you get to, like, it was a rep scheme of, like, 2, 4, 8, 10, um, on and on and on. When you get to, like, round 8 and you're t- trying to string, string together toast bar, like, when you're a newer athlete, and I can still consider myself very much, like, a newer athlete, um, like, it doesn't happen. So, like, this competitive programming that Brian Healy does at Sawed Off, like, really, like, hones in on your your weaknesses. And, that, like, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy, like, jumping into a class workout whenever I get a chance. Um, I don't get to do it very often anymore just because my programming for the competitor training is um, two-a-days. And so, like, then when you add in that extra workout, like, it's just so wearing on your body. Um, but, like, that makes me happy. And, like, sleeping in until 7 30 like I put it on my new year's resolution like this for 2019 so what is it today's the fourth <laughs> and I was like I'm gonna wake up between five and six every day and so yesterday and the day before I woke up at 5 30 because my husband wakes up at 5 30 and before you know it I'm watching I'm sitting with him he watches a devotional on tv every morning from 6 to 6 30 and I'm sitting there like trying to pay attention to this devotional and I'm falling asleep and like <laughs> and he's like literally go to bed yeah. I'm like okay so this morning I slept until seven oh, <laughs> like made like so like making myself happy and like working out um like when's comfortable for me and not like having to like do it early in the morning just because that's what a lot of my friends are doing like like, Kim gets up super early and works out, and Callie gets up super early and works out, and, like, it's, I don't perform well in the morning. I perform well about 2 o'clock in the afternoon when I've eaten two meals and, you know, all that. So, it's, like, learning about yourself and kind of making all those things work. But, like, my fitness journey has been, I wouldn't say, I 
a good um, a good friend of mine who's also in the competitors program, Travis Link. Um, I walked in the gym and I was like, ugh. This is a couple months ago. <laughs> I was like, ugh. I am not motivated today. And he was like, Are you motivated or dedicated? And I was like, I'm dedicated to my fitness journey, but today I'm not motivated. And he was like, You're dedicated. So go over there and get on the squat rack and do what you have to do and then leave and go home. And I was like, like that, like it really stuck with me. I was like, I'm dedicated to this life, whether it's kind of uh, up and down and up and down with like progress and then you find new weaknesses. And I feel like we've been doing that a lot lately. Um, and like it's some days like you get to the gym, you just want to cry because you see your program and you're like, I'm not good at these things. And that's the whole reason you're working on them. And so like being positive, um, and I think your wife is, like, really good at that, is, like, always, like, seeing the bright side and, like, being really happy and positive. Um, and I've, like, really enjoyed, like, Kim and I've been friends since I was, like, 16 when I worked at HEB. And she was a manager. And oh, that's fun. I didn't know you worked at HEB. That's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. So I worked the at HEB. HEB connection is a real the thing. The HEB connection. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, like, I think that, uh, so, like, I knew Kim. And at the time, like, I think we were both, like, going out and, like, drinking wine and, like, going and doing all things. And, like, our, I think she did CrossFit. She was at the regionals She's during that time. She's done for a long time, yeah. And so, but, like, still, like, going out and doing things. And then when I met Kim now and, like, both of us have, like, stepped away from that part of our lives and, like, really, like, honed in on this, like, fitness journey and, like, wellness and lifestyle. Um, like, it's so fun to, like, see how positive she always is, even though we're not out, you know, doing all the fun things. We're in the gym grinding and well, that's sweating. Well, that's the interesting thing about your, I mean, the the whole journey you've been on, and it really is awesome to hear because people do have the ups and downs and they think they have to be the Mark Warburgs and the Rocks and they've got to get up at 5.30, they've got to run. That's the only way to look like that, right? No, it's not. Like, <laughs> you work late in the evening, yeah. so you can't necessarily, like, you don't have, like, you got to get sleep. Right. You need to see Luke. Yeah. Like, you have other things that you have to put time into. Yeah. So, you just make it work with your schedule. Yeah. And that's, and that's the most important thing. It doesn't have, there's no set program for a time you got to be there. And it, you make it work around your schedule so that you enjoy it. Right. And then. And it's not a chore. You don't want working out to be a chore. Yeah. And so, I feel like. Um, when I've like, I'm learning so much about myself and like, so I set my new year's resolutions. I do this every single year. Um, and like I do like four like categories, I guess, like wellness, relationship, business, and then like self goals. Um, and so like, I was like writing in my self goals, like things like I really want to do. And I wrote in there like the five to 6am wake up, like I three four days in the year I'm like this is not for me so like how am I gonna rechange like this goal I have for myself and I read a um, I was listening to a podcast by the Define Dish and um, cool name yeah it's she's like a food blogger and she like did some <laughs> kind of podcast or maybe it's Instagram story but she was like are you doing this your goals um, to impress others or to impress yourself because if it's not working for you then why are you doing it and I was kind of like I don't want to wake up at 4.30 and be like your wife who gets up and eats her oatmeal and drinks her coffee and like that's a good time for her like I strive like it's 11 o'clock at night and I want to be on my computer working or like I like that's kind of like I have my energy at 11 o'clock at night versus like yeah other people have their energy in the morning and so like that and then like like some other goals I had like written down were like for my business I was like I had like 15 business goals and I was like this is not obtainable and so like, I was like it would be super nice if they all worked out but I still have to sell real estate in the meantime yeah. and so it's just like read like I'm working this week to like redefine the goals that I'd set for myself about a month ago and like working through all of that as we are in the new year. Um, and I, I, I don't really like the new year, new me. Like, I'm new year, still me. But, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm still me and I'm still Laura Lee, but I'm like, I'm always trying to better myself and make myself better um, yeah. in the aspect of fitness, work, life, relationship, like things like that. Well, so. how, how did your goals change over from two, in 2018, 2017, December 31st or whatever. Is there 31 days in there? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I 30 days past September, April 30th. I don't know. <laughs> I, just live, I just go day to day. Like, what day is this? Um, but then January 1st, you set your New Year's goals mm -hmm. for 2018. Uh -huh. How did they change from 2018 until the I end I wish of I had my book. I was reading it, like, back in November. And um, my I think one of my goals was – so, like – one of my goals was like to hit 155 in weight. And at the time, this time last year, I think I was like 
just under 200 pounds. So, like, losing 45 pounds in a year is crazy. It's a lot. Like, and so, like, now I weigh, I think I weigh, like, 172 this morning. And so, like, I lost half of what I wanted to lose. And so, if I didn't, if, like, I feel like if my brain wouldn't have changed over this past year, like, with all the new things I added in my fitness restroom, like, I would have been down in the dumps because I didn't hit it. My goal I set for myself. Um... And so, like, this year, like, I reinvented that part of my thing. And I was like, I want to feel awesome in a swimsuit and, like, have no shame. (laughs) And whether that's at 175 or 155 or 200 pounds, like, I want to feel so comfortable in my body. And, like, that's kind of, um, like, what my goal was uh, instead of, like, setting, like, a number and a weight to it. Like, I want my mind to be like, this is awesome. And so, um, like, that. And then, like, another goal I had for myself was, like, to get up every morning, um, and when I got up while I was drinking my coffee, to, like, read my daily devotional, um, and, like, that works really well for my husband, but it doesn't work really well for me. <laughs> like, I would rather do it in the, at nighttime right before I go to bed, because, um, like, instead of, like, playing on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, like, opening up my Bible and doing my devotional at, like, 11 o'clock at night while he's rolled over going to sleep, and then, like, that's my unwind time, and so, like, just, I guess, restructuring the things, like, I, I want to do and I do do, but um, things like that. And then another goal I had um, that I successfully did in 2018 was to get my first pull-up, a strict pull-up. And, like, I expressed this when I started the competitive training with Brian Healy at Zoldoff. Um, I said, like, I've got to work on upper body strength. Like, that's what held me back in the Open. And Open 2018, I couldn't even do one kipping pull-up. And now I'm stringing together, like, 15. That's awesome. It is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it's like, uh, that was, like, one of my big goals. Like, upper body strength, like, a strict pull-up. And this time last year, like, I couldn't even imagine doing a strict pull-up. And this year, I think I... I think I did, like, 1.5 without having to drop from the bar. But, like, it's still, like, it's rewarding. Um, when you do set goals, whether you conquer them all, um, resolutions, goals, or whatever it is, whether you conquer them all or not, um, it's fun to, like, look back and be like, okay, how can I restructure this? Is this something that I still want to do? Is this something I still want to incorporate in my life? Or, hell yes, I accomplished this. High five, Laura Lee. Um, and so, like, that's kind of how I've, restructured my brain so like I set a bunch of things down that would be cool to do um if it works for my body and my mind and whatever but and if it doesn't I'm like okay it didn't work for me let's reevaluate for next year if this is something I want to do well it's interesting to hear that the the setting of the goals because I just thought about this while you're talking and it's you have I think a lot of times when people are setting goals and like I said I just thought about this right now put it together (laughs) is that a lot of people set goals off of what others are doing and that looks cool. And like, so you're devotional, you know, you see Luke get up and you, and do his devotional. That's cool. I want to do that. That's inspiring. And then you try to do it the same exact way Luke does it. And it doesn't work for you. And then you're, you're kind of defeated about your goal. Like, oh man, I can't make my goal. Or you can go, well, what if I do it at this time? Or what if I restructure my goal to fit this and I still hit my goal? You know, that, that sort of attitude with the the big New Year's resolution, I think, keeps you on track and hitting your goals and your ultimate, like, what you want out of the year. Right. You still got the year you wanted, if not then some and more. Right. And you didn't make all your goals that you wrote down at the beginning of the year, but you had to change them. Right. To map, to fit not what other people were doing, but what you could do. Right. And what was good for you. And I feel like, and if goals were supposed to, like, If all goals were supposed to happen in exactly one year, then you would have nothing to look forward to. Like, you know, so like you write all these goals for 2000. So like all, I'm going to have all these goals for 2019 and my, whether, whenever I was a little bit heavier or like 10 years ago or right now, like I've always said, this is what I would love to be able to obtain. But if it doesn't happen, as long as I know in my heart, like it's something I really want to do and I was trying, then we'll try do better next year or try harder or whatever it may be. And so like, but I think that if all these goals were only supposed to happen in one year, then like in 30 days, what do I have to look forward to? Cause it's not going to happen until right. December of 2019. And so I think that like goals have different time frames or like my business goals, like a lot of them probably aren't going to happen in 2019, but it's good to remind myself. Um, so like, in 2021, this might totally happen, and I'm going to be thankful that I've been thinking about it since 2018. Yeah. And so, like, and just, like, reminding yourself, and, like, I follow another podcast called Rise, and um, 
they she says like every day she wakes up and she like writes 10 things that are her goals but like she acts like they're happening right now and so like she says like i write I am an exceptional wife, not like I want to be the best wife in the whole wide world. Like I already am. And like your brain thinks I'm an exceptional wife. I'm going to always be an exceptional wife and I'm going to out, go and outdo and whatever Luke needs. And I'm going to be there to help him right by your side. So like, I want to be a better wife and sitting there like, well, how do I be a better wife? Like you're just so like training your brain. Um, or like I am, you know, a rock star or whatever your goal or gratitude or whatever it is may be. Um, like, she does that every single day. And, like, I've kind of, like, incorporated that in my, like, planner. Like, every day I write down, like, I am um, an exceptional wife or I am a great Christian or whatever these things may be that, like, I want. Like, when people look at me, to be like, dang, Laura Lee embodies these qualities. And so, <laughs> like, I want to act like I have these great qualities. And so yeah. that's kind of how I've, you know, just really changed my mind um, about myself and it's really it's made my marriage better better it's made my relationships better um with friends my parents my you know my brothers like i just think that you know when you're happy you act happy towards everyone else and it, like makes everything else better like so that's yeah. been really fun over well, the last year another thing in that and helping you get your goals and like with the all the way back let's go all the way to the beginning of your real estate mm -hmm. the importance of the support that you had from Luke. Oh my gosh. So just listen to this. If you listen to the podcast, like if you really listen to this, you're going to hear yourself say, Luke, Luke, Luke said this, Luke said this positive thing. Like it was a very encouraging, positive. He's like your teammate in this. Oh my deal. gosh. Even though it's Laura Lee, the realtor and it's Laura Lee lost all this weight. Like I, I'll put this in like from my perspective, being at the gym and I'm sitting there judging workouts and stuff for the open and here comes Luke walking up to watch Laura Lee work out. Now, he has nothing to do with working out, right? That I know <laughs> right, of. Right, no. Especially there. Like, he has nothing to do with it. It's not his thing. Yeah. But he couldn't be happier to go and support. Like, oh, absolutely. I think he even brought friends there. With oh, him. yeah. And the dog. <laughs> yeah. And the dog. So, he's there and he's supporting every single turn, right? And, so, and just hearing the conversation, the importance of having that, surround, that encouragement and the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. But explain a little bit and talk a little bit about Luke's support and your like the marriage aspect of marrying somebody like Luke and how that makes you just overall better as a real estate agent yeah. in your fitness goal, like attaining all your goals that you said. Oh my gosh, you're like pulling on my heartstrings. I feel like I'm about <laughs> to cry. Um, like Luke's support is unparalleled. Like I, I, I wake up every day next to someone who I couldn't imagine doing life without. Um, when we started dating, like our lives are a little bit different than they are now. Like I was still in college and, um, like making my little bit of money and like we were going out and doing a lot of fun things. And like now we're nine months into marriage and like my grandpa in our, in our first six months of marriage, Luke's parents final, finalized their divorce. Um, my grandpa, my grandpa died and lots of different things like happened like in the first six months of marriage. And I was like. I mean, we got engaged in January of 2018, and I was like, we need to get married now. Like, I'm so excited, and I'm so ready. And April happened, and then four days later, my grandpa passed away. And it was just like, oh, oh my word. And, like, without him during, like, us together, like, communicating and, like, talking about life, like, and without his support, like, it would not, like, it would have been a very, like, tough year. And, um, and it's like, Luke is very, like, I like to explain, explain him as like calm, cool, and collected, like all the time. And I'm very energetic, bubbly, right to the point. <laughs> um, can't like, can't, can't think without having a plan. Like I'm a very big planner and Luke's like, when it happens, it happens. Or like, calm down, Lorley, it's going to be okay. Or like, don't get your panties in a wad. Like <laughs> our life is good. And so like, like that, like having that support, like someone to like, like makes me breathe. Um, someone who, no matter what I'm doing, whether it's trying to crush $10 million in real estate or, you know, lose another 10 pounds or run five miles because I haven't been able to do that or, you know, go to Bible study when I'm dead dog tired or, um, like go on dates with my friends. Like Luke encourages these things. He's like, Orly, you're feeling like way too much right now. Go find your girlfriend. See who wants to go out to eat. Go have a cup of coffee. Go have a glass of wine. Um, and, like, that has been his personality since the beginning. And I remember 
we'd been dating like three months and so like I said I'm very energetic and I voice my opinions and um he got on my nerves about something <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> and um like and so in my past relationships like I've been the dominant person and um I he got on my nerves about something and like I went off like a fool and I was like I was like, bah! I can't remember what it was about. It was so ignorant. Yeah. And he was like, you are not going to talk to me like that if this is ever going to work out. And I was like, hold the phone. Did someone just say something to me? <laughs> and like, hey, like in a very like, oh my gosh, you were so right kind of way. And like ever since that day, like we don't scream at each other. Like we don't say things that we can't take back. And like even though sometimes like I'm thinking in my head like, oh my gosh, you're being a jerk right now. Like, we don't say those things because, like, it's hurtful. And so having someone that's, like, going to be calm, cool, and collected, keep me calmer, cooler, and collect more collected because sometimes it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. And then, like, like showing up for my fitness journey. Like, when I decided I, like, came home, and we weren't even engaged yet, and I was like, um, I think I'm going to go to a CrossFit gym instead of being like, really, CrossFit's going to be a little tough on you. It's expensive. It's expensive, whatever, uh, or don't only like crazy athletes do CrossFit. Luke was like, I think you should do it. Like go for it. Like find something that makes you happy because running when running's not my thing. Um, I want like I, I run three, five miles easy, but other than that, like running's not my thing. And so like, you can't, <laughs> you can't like make yourself get up and run when you don't like to. No. And so like, that's hard to do when you're trying to like start this like evolving fitness journey or like, Going to, like, those cardio dance classes. That's not my thing because I'm, I remind you, I'm competitive. And you can't beat someone at cardio dance. Yeah. <laughs> you can twerk a little bit harder, but, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and so, I just like, got a picture in my head of a good skit of, like, a group of, like, three ladies, like, you, Shane, Ken, oh, going to, going to, to a, a twerk, like, a dance hey. class and going harder at dance. Yes. Like, just going harder. Just because you're competitive. No, and, like. Not a dance-off, but go harder. Yes. <laughs> No, but I mean, um, I, I'm glad this is not a video. People would think I'm crazy. Yeah. I wish it was a video. It would be perfect. <laughs> but, um, like, and so, like, instead of being like, I don't think CrossFit's your thing in a loving, nice way, he's like, go for it. You can do anything you set your mind to, and I believe it. And I was like, you're right. I can do anything I set my mind to, and I'm going to go. And what do you know now? Two years later, couldn't imagine my life without that gym. Like, literally, wake up every day, could not imagine my life without that gym. And so... And then, like, when I started selling real estate, like, I came home crying, like, could not stop crying because I was like, my mom's not going to pay for my school anymore because I can't figure out what I want to do. And, like, thankfully, she stopped paying for my school because, like, it's been the biggest blessing. Um, and I think I'm going to start selling real estate and yada, 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 yada. And he was like, you're going to be a really good real estate agent. It's like, I think you should do it. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, will you support me? Do you believe in me? And he was like, Orly, I'll do anything. I believe in you. You are, you can conquer anything you set your mind to. And like, he believes that. And when he talks to you, he, like, you can feel like, like, it's like, makes you feel like you're going to like a, a personal development conference. Like when you talk <laughs> to him, I'm serious. He's like, I believe in you. Like you can do anything. Um, like I cook a bad meal and he's like, do better next time, kid. Like, it'll be okay. Like, instead of being like, this is terrible. Mm. Like when I started this, um, like this is how supportive my husband is. And I started, um, this journey uh, with like macro counting with Callie, I um, wanted like, have you ever heard of tuna noodle casserole? It's like Velveeta yeah, and yeah. noodles and tuna and croutons yes. and green onions. Like, wow, my favorite. That's not the way I've heard it made, but uh, that's crazy. No, mine is like my mom makes it, and it's like my ultimate comfort food. That will pack a punch. Oh my gosh, it's like <laughs> I tried to make it like the real way, and like one like hundred gram serving had like forty nine grams of fat in it. Like I'm not joking. Like it's so bad. Um, and so I was like, I'm you gonna can have make like a Luby side dish bowl. Yes, and so I was gonna make like a, and then you still have to figure out how to eat more carbs and protein without eating any fat like it's yeah. so hard but um so I was like I'm gonna make a healthier version of this like ultimate comfort food um and Luke's like do it and I'm like yeah and so I take a substitute the noodles for spaghetti squash I use like regular tuna instead of cream of mushroom I just like top chop up mushrooms um and then the kicker instead of Velveeta I grinded up cashews as cheese and I put it all in this dish, and I baked it, and then I served it to my sweet, sweet husband. And he 
ate it. It was the <laughs> nastiest thing. I like. I took one bite. I'm not joking. I took one bite, and this was like our first couple like weeks of marriage. And I'm like, try, you know, you have to be excellent. This wife. is the guy who eats fried chicken. Yes, and, fried like, chicken McDonald's and mashed potatoes. And whatever, yeah. And so he and I like I took one bite and I was like, ugh, ugh, this is terrible, terrible. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, it's not that bad. And like ate it. And then to make me happy and like. To, like, build my ego so, like, I didn't, I guess, quit cooking. He took it for lunch the next day. I don't know if he ate it. I never asked. But, like, packed, like I didn't pack it at lunch. I was about to throw it away. He's like, no, I'll take it for lunch. And I'm like, you're joking, right? He's like, I was like, babe, you don't have to eat this. And he was like, no, literally, it really wasn't that bad. And I was like, okay. He probably really didn't mind no, it that much. it was terrible. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I wouldn't feed it to my dog. It was so bad. And, like, I mean, and he's just like, he's like, supportive and I mean we got um into uh it was like the new year and I was like oh my gosh I have not worked out at all like we went we took a two-week vacation um this past couple weeks we went to Colorado um I was like I've got to like do something and we were about to go to my grandma's my grandma makes big new year's lunch and I was like she lives like three miles from me and I was like I want to go uh, I want to run there and will you run with me? And he's like, no, no, um, I really don't want to. And I was like, I can't remember like what exactly happened. It's long, pretty much a long story. But before I know it, he's running three miles in cowboy boots, blue oh jeans. I'm not joking. Cowboy boots, blue jeans, and the sweatshirt to my grandma's house because I wanted to run. And he knew like if I ran, I'd probably be a little less stressed than I have been the past two weeks because and when you work out, it gives you endorphins, and endorphins make you happy, like yeah. Legally Blonde, yeah. and it's so true. <laughs> and I'd been a little stressed and hard to live with for a couple weeks since we had gotten home from our vacation. And he was like, oh, we'll run. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, he was trying to prove a point um, to me about... He's faster and better than me, and, and he could run in cowboy boots or something Which like that. Which makes you run hard because you're competitive. It's I, not like he knows I that get, or anything. He still beat me, turdhead. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like he, he is like, um, he's one of a kind. Like I, um, like, I tell my mother-in-law all the time, I'm like, thank you so much for raising the man of my dreams. Like, I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine my life without him. And if he ever left me, oh gosh, it'd be a sad day in Laura Leeville. Because, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's really it's been fun and like growing with someone um, who's like got the same mindset as you as far as like not like necessarily like about working out and things like that, but like about money and um, our religion and like what we're going to invest our time in and like what's going to be fun to us because like, like you and Ken, y'all don't do gifts. Y'all rather go on trips and I would rather like get something really small and thoughtful, um, like as a gift and maybe still go on an adventure if it was in the budget. (laughs) But like, so like this year for Christmas, um, we did, um, thoughtful under 50 and, um, he bought like a muscle relaxing Epsom salt and so I'm like something I could prop up on the barbell and like take videos of myself working that out. That is hilarious. It's awesome. It's really awesome. That. That's really and funny. then um, like rip fix and something like that. And um, like it's just like everything he like does. It's supportive of like whatever I'm into at the moment. Um, Do you find that when he makes does these things like um, like when you're nervous about the real estate and you're like I don't know what I'm gonna do and he says you got it. Yeah. You feel yourself like for a second calming down just a bit. <sighs> That's like what just, I do. oh, uh, I can do. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can do. It. Like, okay, so like, when she, I competed in the BCS Classic, and like I like I try, like I th- I think it like I wouldn't want to say it's like putting on a front, but like I want I don't want people to like see how like nervous I am, and so um, and I get nervous about a lot of things um sometimes, and like that morning, so like prefacing or before the BCS Classic, um Shay had spent the night with me. Um, she had set her popcorn bowl down on the ground and my dog ate all the popcorn. Now I have an eight pound weenie dog who does not need to eat a whole bowl of popcorn. And Luke had already gone to bed and we're watching Steel Magnolias. Well, before I know it, Stella's throwing up. And then it's like already 11 o'clock at night and I've got to be up to compete at five o'clock in the morning. And, um, so I'm sitting there and so like Stella throws up all night long and Luke knows like I have so much to do the next day like takes the dog and he stays up all night with her while she throws up and sleeps on the couch and they sleep on the couch together because our dog sleeps with us and I get to sleep in the bed and then like the next day I wake up and I'm tired 
And um, he's like, you've got this. Like, you're going to do great. And it's going to be fine. And if you don't do great, then, you know, learn what you can do better next time at your next competition. And I think we got 16th um, in the Classic, which I think it was halfway exactly. And so, like, I was so proud of that. And he was like, see, you did so good. Like, and it's just, it's like constantly being reminded. Um, and so I don't know. And it's just like makes me more mindful of like when he's doing like the things that he loves. So like, A, let him do it. Even though like Luke loves to go fishing. And so like this weekend, he's going to go catfishing all weekend. And he's like, I want to leave at noon today. And I was like, well, I don't get done with work until eight. And then it's like, I have to be mindful. Like, you go ahead and go, and I'll meet you there when I get done at work at 8, and then we'll spend the weekend at the cabin or whatever we're doing. And so, just like, it's it's a two-way street. And it's been a lot of fun, and marriage is so much fun, and it's um, it's way better than dating, and it's way better. You, like, get to, like, share a house and bills and all this fun stuff. But I, I know that doesn't sound fun, but, like, we did our budget yesterday and um, for 2019, and so, I mean, it's just, like, having someone that you're, like, that's on the same page with you. And like before I was like having to budget by myself and it's a lot to do. And so, I mean, you're married, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Being married is fun. Y'all have kids though. So that's hard, (laughs) but we don't have kids thankfully, but just makes it different. I wouldn't say it makes it easier. Well, I mean, it can't put a little bit of stress on it, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's marriage is fun. Um, like my gym life is, it's unparalleled. My marriage is unparalleled and like my work life is unparalleled. So like right now I'm just like going through like my journey of like being better. And if it can get better than it already is like right now, like I'm so excited for the future because like right now life is just really going full speed ahead and I'm just so excited about it. And it's just, I've never been happier and everyone notices it. Everyone's like, wow, so happy. I'm like, life is just wonderful right now. And so, uh, I just, I'm really excited about this next year. Awesome. Well, I liked hearing the story, Lurley, of the up, like the, you're at one level, you don't know what you want to do, and then you find a path, and it was almost out of necessity you found that path, and then you take that, and you go all into it, you have Luke, and it just seems like it keeps going up, like a little stair step up, like, here I'm at this point, and it just keeps going higher and higher and higher. Lowest of lows to the highest of highs, so it's been wonderful. Well, I enjoyed it, Lorelei. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Thanks, Aaron.